Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Live, presented by Kaleida Health. Hour number three on a Buffalo Victory Monday. Chris Brown, Steve Tasker with you, and joined now by Bills radio color analyst Eric Wood, who uh, had an interesting view from the booth. I think he actually took a couple of uh, screenshots on his phone at the end of that thing and put them out all over social media. Eric, how are we doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. I, I took a video of one of the game-winning field goals this year. There was a couple of them. And put them out there. And it's really cool. If you turn the volume up, you can hear Murph calling the game yeah. by my side. And uh, I, the first one I intended for just personal use to hold for my own memory, put it out there. Uh, Bill's fans seem to enjoy it. So why not share it along? Yeah, no doubt. It, it, it was one of those times where the Bills in the last five weeks are 4-0 and in one-score games. They were 2-3 and through the first, I don't know, 10 games in one-score games. Um, they've got... Strength of schedule edge on a lot of people. Strength of victory edge on a lot of these teams. They've really been through the gauntlet with their schedule. All the teams that, you know, it looked like an an average everyday schedule. All of a sudden, the Bills are playing this train wreck of a schedule where everybody they play has got a winning record. Uh, But they still keep, you know, plugging along, winning games. Um, What's it say about how they're going to be set up for the playoffs, whether it's here for a game or two and then on the road for the AFC Championship or if everything has to come through Buffalo? Yeah, it was interesting because as we looked at this schedule before the season, you're looking at the AFC East thinking Patriots likely down again, Jets likely down again, Miami, who's no, who knows what they can do with a first-year head coach. Then all of a sudden, uh, you're two-thirds of the way through the season. Everyone in the division's got a winning record, and the Bills are sitting there at 0-2 in the division after the first two divisional games. And so the AFC East became more formidable. You have teams like the Vikings that were one loss when the Bills played them, the Lions roaring back into this season. You thought Green Bay was going to be your tough matchup, and then they put that game on Sunday Night Football, and it wasn't quite the matchup everyone else thought. It's amazing how um, the perception of the schedule is before the season and what that can turn into, but the Bills have had a very strong schedule. Part of that's what happens when you win the division. You get the other three divisional winners, and so we still have a Cincinnati on the schedule. We had a Kansas City as well. We had a Tennessee earlier in the year on Monday Night Football, but when you look at the body of work that the Bills have, and yes, you could play that what-if game with even – 
you know, two of their three losses, you know, it's man, it's all of the losses really, you know, man, you go back to one or two plays here or there and the bills have played so consistent. They can, they, they, they clinched the division fourth straight year, four straight seasons over uh, 10 wins, which matches a franchise record from your days, Steve, which is an extremely impressive run that the bills are on right now. And then you look ahead at this remaining schedule and you go to Chicago, who is playing better ball than they had uh, early in the season. You expect that with young quarterbacks, they develop and they've kind of said, look, we're going to let him play to his strengths and run the football. And then you have Cincinnati, which is a monster matchup in Cincinnati, likely decides um, for the Bills, if they get the number one seed, looking at the other team's remaining schedule as well, you don't think Kansas City is going to drop another one. And then not sure exactly what that New England game, what will be on the line for that one. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a heck of a grind of a season. And for the Bills to go 5-0, and it's, you know, the schedule's a grind. And then it turns into even more of a grind when you consider Josh injured his elbow, plays through it, but injures his elbow. And then you have the snow debacle and everything that entails three games in 19 days where the bills are sitting is, is great. Yeah, no question. And then with respect to Saturday night's game against the dolphins, the bills red zone had been on an uptick and it continued. They go four for four, probably could have gone five for five if they didn't kick the field goal at the end of the game. And now 11 of 13 in their last four games in the red zone Josh was quick to credit Coach Dorsey for drawing up some new stuff down there. You get different people involved. Quentin Morris, first ever touchdown of his career. Naheem Hines, first touchdown with the Bills. James Cook, first receiving touchdown in a Bills uniform. How much more difficult does that make the Bills to defend in the red zone when other guys are playing roles down there? Yeah, it just when when it's not just the dig show down there, then yes, it becomes a lot more difficult and it's a lot less predictable. The Bills are running the football down there more as Josh gets healthier and these games become more significant. You'll get more dialed up Josh Allen runs down there. But yes, the red zone success has been great. And red zone success with a good football team, the way they were kind of struggling, I'll say weeks three and on, uh, maybe weeks three through nine. The way they were struggling in the red zone there, you assume those issues are going away because this Bills team is so talented and they had their turnover woes. Well, they've only had three turnovers in the last five games. And so they've cut back on both of those. And when the Bills were sitting there before this five-game winning streak and many odds makers still had them as a Super Bowl favorite, the reason they did that was because the two things holding them back were scoring touchdowns in the red zone and turning the ball over. And both of those are correctable. That's not a lack of experience. It's not a talent deficiency. It's something that is correctable in most cases. Do you think at this point we've, we've talked about how some of the fans are like, man, we're depending too much on Josh. It's just too much on him. We're asking too much of him. And my, my take was that, listen, that's, that's the way it is when you got that guy. The, the Chiefs depend on Mahomes. The, the Chargers depend on, Bur- on uh, Herbert. The Bengals depend on, Bur- on uh, Burrow. It's just the way it is when you've got a franchise guy. And I think one of the things, if there was a criticism of it, maybe it's this, Eric, and see if you agree. Too many of the plays, he has to save it too many times going off script. You'd like to see the plays be executed. there. Now, they were in the red zone this last week, save the one right before halftime. They executed at a higher level this week from the pocket. 
even his 56 or 51 yard run was a called run. Um, all that stuff. So a little bit of that happened, but man, I think if there's a criticism of this offense is that once in a while they have to go off script too much to make it work. Yeah. And I can see that. I think part of the off script has been some of the O-line injuries. So, you know, you look at when Mitch Morris comes out of this game, all of a sudden the pass protection went from absolutely great where Josh is making the throws from the pockets and now he's in scramble mode. And it's twofold. There's times where maybe the bills passing game, maybe there's not as many dialed up easy throws. Maybe there's not as many quick wins from a Cole Beasley, who's now back in the slot where Josh gets the ball out of his hands immediately. But as the offensive line protects, Josh stays in the pockets and he's if pocket and he's capable of making the throws. He's also great off script, which had to happen. The Dolphins have a good pass rush. They they truly do. They have three really good edge rushers. And as the Bills interior started getting shuffled Josh was on the move again and there he goes now you're exactly right in your point I had this conversation multiple times lately Steve yes we rely on Josh a whole lot and so you know who else does the Eagles the Chiefs the Bengals the best teams in the NFL rely on their star quarterback and Josh finishes runs differently than those guys which is part of the reason that Josh, it's made more of a big deal because people fear that Josh will get hurt. Maybe his career will be shortened because of the physicality he has at the end of the runs. Those guys aren't as big as Josh, but as Josh continues to get older, we've seen him over the last couple of years take less shots. And I just think over time that continues to, to go down throughout his career. Speaking of, you know, running the Chicago bears, Eric, are very quietly the number one rushing team in football, due in part to the rushing exploits of their quarterback. We saw the Bills' run defense struggle at times in the tackling department. This is not the first time we've been down this road with this defense. With as much as this coaching staff pounds the fundamentals with their players, I, I'm not say, I'm confident they can get it corrected in one week, but when you see something like we saw against the Dolphins this past week, against the run in particular, where does the level of concern rise for you in that area? There is concern there. And missed tackles, I don't know that they come from a physical standpoint as much with this defense as being out of position. And I understand that's a physical aspect of football is being in position. I'm saying the physicality of them being able to tackle Mostert was not the issue. It's being just out of position against a guy that's fast and can run through arm tackles. It's letting him get ahead of steam without making him stop his feet. It's not funneling the ball back to the correct places. It's not setting the edge at the correct time, whether that's the defensive end or the corner who needs to fill off the edge to shovel that play back to the inside. A lot of their missed tackles come because these guys are coming downhill with a head of steam. And you got to give credit to Mike McDaniel um, for the offensive game plan that they brought in going under center. And we heard uh, pregame from CBS that Ken Dorsey had two different call sheets, depending on what the weather was like. Well, it seemed like Mike McDaniel had one call sheet coming into the game. And when it wasn't snowing, he still stuck with his snow game plan of going under center, a lot more fullback. I saw a stat today and I'm not sure if it's hundred percent correct, but it's gotta be pretty close uh, with them putting it out there. But when the Bills played the Dolphins the first time around, 11 personnel, so three wide receivers, small personnel, three wide receivers or more on 
on 75% of the play. Well, this time, almost 70% of the plays was two tight ends or a fullback on the field. They had a game plan that they were going to attack this Bills defense in nickel, and the Bills never came out of it. And so when they do that pre-snap motion, Dan Orlowski did a great film breakdown on NFL Live last week, and I had seen it before throughout the regular season with my own eyes. Uh, but credit Dan for doing an incredible job on this breakdown. As teams do that jet motion, we saw with Hill many times against Miami, what it does is it gets those linebackers to shift laterally, sometimes just outside the tackle box, which brings Taron Johnson in, which might bring a Jordan Poyer, might bring in a DeMar Hamlin into the box. And now not only do you have six guys in the box, one of them's a defensive back. And so that's where maybe shifting to a 4-3 defense, maybe it's more matching personnel to get bigger bodies and just have guys in proper position because this is a copycat league. If you think you're going to go to Chicago this week and you're not going to get ISO runs with a fullback attacking those secondary players that the Bills leave on the field, you're crazy because they're going to bring the same exact game plan at the Bills. Now, the bill, the bill I, we said this also. We had Mike Robb on, and I asked him, yeah, the Bears run it better than anybody. They throw it worse than everybody. Yeah, they're thirty second. So, passer. do you come? Is this a game where AJ Klein gets on the field? You go Klein, you go Milano, you go Edmonds, and you go. You know, <laughs> you throw eight guys in the box all the time and dare them to do that through to beat you through the air. Or if your defense isn't broke, don't fix it. No, I I think this is a week where you bring an extra linebacker out on the field because you you want to get bigger against the team that's going to run want to run the football and you likely keep a spy on plays. You, you're trying to not let Justin Fields beat you with his legs in this league. You know we always give Bill Belichick credit for taking away what the other team does best, but each and every week all teams are trying to do that. You're trying to make them, especially at this point of the season. Prove uh, prove the stats wrong, prove the analytics wrong, and then we'll adjust. But until you can show us that you can pass them on a consistent basis in single digit temperatures and in the windy city, then we're not gonna we're not going to um, respect the the pass game until we have to. And I say respect it. We're not going to um, shy away from putting extra bodies out there for the run defense. Did you guys see the graphic of Mike Robb? It was a picture posted of him, and then Mike Robb put it back out there. That's the only reason I feel comfortable saying it. it said, Mike Robb looks like somebody's rich auntie with <laughs> yeah. his outfit. And he had like a big hat, big leather hat on, big leather jacket. I, there's not much that makes me laugh out loud when it comes to uh, graphics like that, but that one was good. Yeah. The internet remains undefeated. Um, Always. Yeah. The wind looks like it could be the biggest factor for this weekend's game. They're talking about sustained winds of 25 to 35 miles per hour, which is also going to put the wind chill around negative 10 to negative 15 degrees. That can impact the passing game, Eric, as you know, more than anything else, especially when we're talking sustained winds at that velocity. So this could be a run fest uh, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, what are your <laughs> I know you're not a betting man, but if you were, how likely that both quarterbacks are over 100 yards rushing if that is, in fact, what we get from, from a win perspective? Uh, both quarterbacks over 100 yards rushing would probably be just under the payout on the Hines-Morris-Cook first-half touchdown <laughs> parlay. <laughs> I mean, I just don't think uh, 
with both teams understanding that the other team's going to want to run the football and how dynamic both quarterbacks are, I can't see both teams allowing the other team's quarterbacks. I think there will be a number of read elements used by the Bills, again, especially if Mitch Morse is out. If Mitch Morse is out, yes, Josh will be more comfortable working with Greg Van Roden under center, but they are so uncomfortable that they did the QB kneel down at the end of the game from the shotgun. I mean, there, there's going to be a read element yeah. to a, a lot of the Bills' run game. So, yes, both both quarterbacks certainly could. Um, you know, I think you'll see short passing game utilized. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, it could be a dicey one. I'm glad I invested in a heated vest this year. There's, I mean, this, uh, this, this game, this, these games have gotten – Chillier and chillier pretty quick on us here. Yeah. Well, you're gonna- worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, it's not going, It's not chilly in Chicago. It is cold, man. It is really cold. And it, and we had Maddie on talking about it, but that you're right. The ball handling becomes an issue in these late-season games. It. And the Bills have kind of washed away their turnover problems that they had through the swoon and the, you know, the, the jet game and, and some of the red zone problems they had in the Minnesota game, that kind of thing. Um, going forward, if there was a tweak you could make to the Bills' offense, what would it be? Is it more read stuff and, and, and taking into account the offensive line being shuffled? Yeah, I would say the adjustments likely would be I, – I really like – their read game in the backfield. I feel like there's times where it looks like James Cook is stuffed or Singletary stuffed on the read pack, the read package that goes up the middle um, on the inside zone where they pick up four to five yards just because they have to respect Josh. 
They get downhill a little bit, and it just seems to me we had talked about how effective they were at the pin and pulls, but I feel like teams are sitting on that now um, with those outside runs where the guys are pulling. Okay, let's hit them up the middle a little bit more now, get downhill on these guys, um, and then just continue to work in a Cole Beasley, continue to mix up uh, personnel-wise, find the hot hand week to week, as far as, okay, is it a Dawson Knox like last week where the matchups that maybe are in favor or the coverages dictate who can get the ball because you have so many weapons. But, you know, with them bring they brought back Cole Beasley after we did our One Bills Live talk last week. And if, I mean, for a, a majority of the season, I had said, you know, one of the things that's missing from this Bills offense is a guy who can just quickly exploit zone defense and you got that guy back in Cole Beasley. I'd love to see him kind of get Josh getting a rhythm with him in game prior to this postseason. Cole Beasley with 11 snaps in his return to the Bills last week. We'll see if that number goes up this week against the Bears. Eric, thanks for the time. We appreciate it. We'll catch up with you later in the week. Thanks, E. Yeah, my pleasure. See you guys. Have a great week. All right. That's Bills radio color analyst Eric Wood, also former Bills center. And uh, it is going to be interesting to see, like, how much does Beasley's snap count go up? He had just 11 snaps. Khalil Shakir had twice as many, 22 snaps in last week's game. It's interesting. Uh, things are changing. They're evolving. They've got to kind of stay ahead of it. I think Beasley will probably, it'll be a little bit like what we saw with Tredavious. He'll work in slow. They don't want to give him 50 snaps um, on the game. Not that he would get 50 snaps anyway, even yeah. in his largest role. But 11 snaps is probably... A, that's a little more than I would have expected. Off such a short turnaround. Off such you a, mean. Yeah. Off Saturday such a, game, got in here Tuesday. Exactly. Yeah. That's a little more than I would have anticipated. Yeah. Uh, one target, one catch for nine yards. But I would say, too, as it gets further and further into this, um, they may turn to him a little bit more uh, as the season progresses. Yeah. Um, and, but still. Wonder should, if they. Khalil Shakir getting in for Monday night, maybe, but Khalil Shakir getting 22 snaps. I, I was surprised by that. I saw him going a handful of times, but I didn't notice him. And he certainly did. He got zero targets. No targets. He got zero targets. They used him almost more as a blocker in the run game on the edge. Right. And so that, good for and good for him for having that role because that's what Kumaro did. Yeah. Um, interesting because even in a season where they're 11 and three have already clinched a playoff spot, they're continuing to evolve and change and rotate in some due to injury, but some of it just seems to be to due to availability well, and roles. They want these guys to play. If there was ever a week to have some tendency breakers in your offensive play calling, it was last week against the team that already played you once. Right. And I would say for the most part, it worked. And to the players credit, they executed those plays that coach Dorsey drew up for this specific game last week. Does the evolution, do the tendency breakers continue this week against the Bears? I'll say this, though. It, it, it did work because if, you know, if, if Singletary doesn't go down, you know, they score 36 points on those guys. Right. Uh, they scored 32 anyway. So, yeah, that their offense was clicking pretty good this last week. Yeah. Break time for us here when Steve and I come back. Some of your thoughts from the tweet sheet as we were asking you for your takeaways from Saturday night's victory over the Dolphins to improve to 11-3 and and clinch a playoff berth. We're back with more here in a moment on One Bills Live, presented by Kaleida Health. It's Buffalo Bills Radio. Bills Mafia. Starting today, fans will be able to purchase the first edition of the Buffalo Bills comic cover series. 
Products are sold exclusively at Wegmans in Buffalo, Rochester, and Syracuse. Wegmans is the official tailgating headquarters of the Buffalo Bills. Looks kind of cool. We'll check it out. Sure thing, man. Hmm. Let's get to the tweet sheet to get some of your thoughts on where you think the Bills stand after week 15. We obviously know where they stand in terms of record, 11-3, and and atop the AFC Conference. Tweet sheet brought to you by Corrigan Moving Systems, the official equipment moving company of the Buffalo Bills. Madlaw starts out by saying the defense won't be as bad as it was against the Fish, and the offense seems to have gotten some of its swagger back. All in all, we're way ahead of where we were last year at this time. Yeah, you're right. They were 8-6 last year at this time. They are 11-3 now. Yeah. Eight and six. That's a good thing. It is a good thing. I will go on a limb and say it's a good thing. 8-6, and six, though, still you'd be in the playoffs this year. Right. Uh, which is kind of where they were last year. JT says, from injuries, the move game to Detroit to the short weeks we had, this team is tough, all caps. You can throw it at us. You can throw it all at us. Just know we will throw it all back and then some. Chef's kiss to see Nerdy McDaniel crying about snowballs, then finishing them with snowballs to the buses. <laughs> Big dubs. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they. From what I had heard, Bills fans camped out in the parking lots and crafted as many snowballs as possible. So when the buses pulled out down one Bills drive to go back to the airport to fly home to Miami. They were pelted repeatedly with snowballs. Now, now. An unending flurry. Snowballs aren't hurting anybody. They're in the well, bus. They're not hurting the bus. Yeah. Down the sidelines. That's all in good Down fun. Down the sidelines mm-hmm. is a different story. Well, that's valid. Did you see a marked mm-hmm. difference once the officials said, hey, it's a 15-yard penalty? Not really. Really? I and, thought I and did. And I think it was because there was a smattering of Dolphins fans in the stands. They were the ones that were throwing it. They're like, oh. The Bills could get a 15-yard penalty? Fire away! And then it becomes an exercise in discerning, oh, well, was that a Dolphins fan throwing that? Like, it was a no-win situation. If, depending on where the, what section the Dolphins fans who were throwing snowballs were sitting in, they might get tuned up. If... Well, you would hope. Or at least reported, <laughs> reported and removed. No, we're not advocating anybody whack the Dolphins fan for throwing snowballs. No, I, so I, not saying that. I meant joking. report them and remove them. Right, report which you can remove. do. All you have to do is do that but little you, text thing. You could you could see on a day when you know some section got a group of Bills fans there, a bunch of guys that are there and they're inebriated, and they catch a Dolphins fan trying to get a Bills a fifteen yard penalty. I can't believe there wasn't an altercation like that. Right. Yeah, it like, seems stereotypical, almost. Almost. J- we're not, we're not no, I was what I was saying is report them so they can get them out of there, like get them removed. Right. Um, by security. Jay Lish on the tweet sheet says, I think we are fine. We need to get back some healthy O-linemen in the form of Bates and possibly Butker. We have shown resilience and miscues cost us an undefeated season, but the ultimate goal is still ahead. Having the number one seed would be great. And amen to that. Amen to that. And that is the one thing that players Coaches and even general manager Brandon Bean referenced each of the last two seasons when their seasons were ended. We need to get home playoff games. They got that. Then it was we need to get home field advantage in the playoffs because too many times the dang playoffs have had to go through Arrowhead, and I'm sick of it. 
And I can't imagine how the players and coaches feel. Tired of going out there. Well, think about this. Um, it's just a quirk of the schedule. Nobody planned it this way or whatever. Except no, I mean for the playoffs. I know. Except for the Chiefs are a good football team and the Bills are a good football team right now, which, which they run into each other quite a bit. The Bills play the Chiefs in the regular season seemingly every year, and it's been in Kansas City. The playoffs have also been in Kansas City. If it happens again that this year they play them in the regular season, then again in Kansas City, get this, next year in the regular season they go to Kansas City again. Yep. Because they play the AFC it's un- it, The Chiefs haven't been in Orchard Park for like 35 years. Well, it feels that way, but believe it or not, right. they were here when nobody was in the stadium yeah. in 2020, 2020 on a Monday at 5 p.m. <laughs> oh, I forgot about it. Yeah. Monday at 5. Come on, man. Nobody was here, though. To nobody was see here. It. So nobody believes here. it happened. I was here, and I don't remember. <laughs> I was doing the yeah, radio right. with Merv. I didn't remember it. Yeah. So that's the thing. I, that's the way it's going to be. You, If you don't want it to be a certain way, you got to play good enough to make it not happen. Yeah. And uh, so far, so good this season, but, you know, three games to go. Let's see. From Puzz, the Bills rely too heavily on Allen still. I worry that many of the problems with the team are overlooked or downplayed after a W. I'm sure it's not, but it just feels like that at times. We live by Josh Allen. We die by Josh Allen. Thankfully, Allen is a monster this time of year. Yeah, that's – we've been talking about the whole show. Yeah. You got this guy – you build your team around him, that's what you get. That's what the Chiefs get. It's what the Bills get. It's what the Baltimore Ravens get. The L.A. Chargers get. The Cincinnati Bengals get. Uh, to a certain that extent. That might be about the, it. <laughs> the, well, you know, and then you can go down the list of teams that are in that boat. Um, it's just what you get. And certainly – Josh makes a ton of plays because of his legs and his athletic ability and his arm strength. Uh, well, welcome to the club. I mean, it's the club everybody wants to be a part of, believe me. You know what I mean? Everybody yeah. wants to depend on that guy too much because uh, they're the most protected guy on the field. And uh, you've got to have somebody that's really good there to win games. And the Bills have got, in, in our opinion, the best guy out there. So... Yeah, they they do. Um, I think if – I'm not saying they depend too much on them, but I'm saying I wish uh, they had more plays like this one to Naheem Hines. He just went off and he can drop back, release it to the guy who needs to get it, or even if it's a more delayed you know, throw than that, um, not have to run out sideways with time running out in the half with three Dolphins chasing him. And letting it loose off script. You'd much more have, rather have your offense work as it's supposed to work. But in any event, I'll say it again. Every single team that wins a football game and some teams that lose football games have to have a play off script and usually a handful of them in a game that are the difference. And the Bills have got maybe the best guy in the league at doing that off script. Amen to that. Ed on the tweet sheet says, record-wise, Bills are in good shape right now. Biggest challenge left is Cincinnati. Plus, we need help with one more Kansas City loss to make sure of home field advantage throughout the playoffs. You don't need Kansas City to lose another one as long as you keep winning because you have the head-to-head tiebreaker on them by virtue of your Week 5 win over them. So you're covered there. Or Week 6. It was Week 6 they beat them. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. John on the tweet sheet says, forecast for bad weather in Chicago, wind, and Morse may be out makes me worried for this game. It will be closer than it should be. After that, DBs need to play well against the Bengals. Lots of weapons. Pats might be out of it by week 18. That's a good thing. Um, Steve, let's talk about it. Dane Jackson, Kyrie Elam platooning at the cornerback spot opposite Tredavious White. It was kind of like that every third series rotation that we've seen with Benford and Elam earlier in the season. I liked what I saw from Elam. I don't know about you, but I would give him more playing time this week. Where do you come down on that? Yeah, if, if the only thing we're looking at is the game, sure. Um, we'll see how he pra- – I mean, the coaches will watch him practice. They'll watch him in meetings. They'll talk to him. They'll get a look in his eye. And same thing with Dane Jackson, and they're going to pick the better of the two that are going to play. Um They'll probably rotate to some extent going forward. I think it's not a bad thing, particularly against a team that doesn't throw it as well, uh, like Chicago, because you need both those guys to stay engaged down the stretch. Because if one of them gets a hangnail and can't play, you got to have a guy that's ready to go in and sharp, and it's not new to him. So I'm all about getting those guys, keeping them, Fresh for rotating, rotating yeah. in. What I'm, what I'm really, what you're really worried about in the DB. If you're worried about injuries, just don't let anything happen to Taron Johnson. Yeah, that guy is the reason the Bills can play nickel and stay in nickel, which is what they've done for the last two and a half, three years because of him. Jessica on the tweet sheet says the defense played better in the second half. That was the difference. They held things together while the offense struggled in the third quarter. Then Dorsey put together the best drive of the season to win the game with a walk-off field goal. Perfect clock management, and the snow helped. I think the only thing that helped with the snow is it helped with the atmosphere. I think the fans enjoyed the atmosphere better because of the snow. That's a good point. Um, But she's right. The defense really locked it down in the second half. Halftime, Miami converted four of eight on third down, 50%. That's a high percentage. Second half. One for six. They converted one more third down the rest of the game. The defense locked it down in the second half. Their tackling wasn't great, but they were getting off the field. One thing about that tackling, and everybody was saying it, and the bill, you know, the guy runs in 18 yards and goes through four guys trying to tackle him um, in the first half. I'll say this, and I, and we all stand here, particularly people of my vintage and your vintage. You've watched a lot of football over the decades. <sighs> Tackling just isn't the same as it used to be anywhere yeah. in the National Football League. You just you're not allowed to hit guys like you used to hit them. Um, it and I tell you this, teams are coaching di- tackling 
vastly different than they did when we were kids and other kids and even now at the youth football stage. They're not touching it. They're coaching, tackling by wrestling the guy and trying to get the ball away from him. And then when your feet get tangled up, you go down. And it's not just the Buffalo Bills. It's every single team in the NFL tackles the same way. They go high and try and get the ball. They all coach it. They all do it because the rules preclude you from going in and whacking the guy at the top of him or the bottom of him to get him off his – You know, yeah. they used to hit him high in the head, not so much to – to hurt them, but it's the only way you can knock these guys off balance. Yeah. And because they're so good. So now they said, well, let's just get the ball instead. So as long as you're wrestling for the ball, another guy will come in, he'll wrestle for it, and sooner or later you'll get one. Um, that's the way it's coached these days. Break time for us. We're back to close things up next year on One Bills Live. Niagara Metals is a proud partner of the Buffalo Bills. And uh, they destroyed the Miami car. That was something else. Sledgehammers and everything else. Oh, look at that. Yeah, Crush City. I mean, heavy machinery here. I mean, they are shredding that thing. That looks like such fun. Oh, you'd like, oh, wow, they sawed it in half. They just chopped it in half. That's insane. I need one of those for my backyard, one of those big... What would I use it for, though? Right? All right. Nice job there by yeah, Billy that. Buffalo. Well done. Uh, oh, and he saved the palm tree. What a nice guy. Yeah. Niagara Metals. Yeah. Thanks for being a partner and chopping that car up. That is really impressive. Okay, time now, Steve, for Vision to Victory, presented by Atwell Eye Care, the official eye care provider of the Buffalo Bills. I would say it's got to be red zone execution in this one, right? I mean, four for four. I think offensively it's got to be red zone execution. And I think defensively it was um, not being afraid to let them run the football a little bit and shorten that game. Uh, the The weather was not really the factor we thought it was. And I, the fact that it, late in that game, and you wonder where it was the whole game except that you know they scored 32 points. Late in that game, the final drive where the Bills' defense got a three and out after the Bills scored a touchdown to get tie it. The Bills' defense goes out, gets a stop, and then they put together an 86-yard drive, five minutes and 56 seconds, seven runs, seven passes, and a field goal. 15 plays, game over. Really, really impressive late in that game. Yeah. Airtight execution, good play calling. Great clock management. That is the vision to victory. Isn't yeah, it? and that, and it's interesting too because the defense is playing its best football because they're not on the field and they got because they got off the field, forced punts. Yeah, and uh, awesome, awesome. Yeah, job. we mentioned it. Dolphins were four for eight on third down conversions in the first half. They were one for six in the second half. Defense got off the field. Uh, that'll do it for this edition, this Buffalo Football Monday Victory Edition of One Bills Live. Steve and I are back tomorrow, and we'll have plenty more in store for yeah. you as we get ready for the Chicago Bears. We'll see you tomorrow at 1. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop, And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.